0: we're in this American Western thinking of like, there's more, there's gotta be more. Like we're going from glory to glory, like the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. God has so much for us and all these positive things. And it's like, yeah, but like, are you okay if this is it?
1: What is up everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture. No, like, let's just get to it. The whole secular sacred divide. There is no distinction in, in the scriptures. Some of us have trust issues with God. And right, some right. of us, yeah, it's like, does God really got us? You can't engage the culture with the gospel that first has not engaged you. Like, you know how people are like, oh, that's
0: just who I am. No. No. <laughs> Shaping the culture.
1: What is up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture. Hope all is well with you guys, fam. I'm so excited about the conversation that we're gonna have today and the guest that we have today. Um, for anybody who's been following me for some time, y'all know I'm a huge fan of CHH. Grew up on CHH. I love all things CHH. And today we've got someone who's in that space, killing it. Um, and uh, one thing I do love about our guest for today, uh, he's he he loves hip hop. He loves hip hop, not just CHH. Like he's a fan of the craft. Um, he put out a project recently called Bodega. Uh, he DJs for your favorite artist, favorite artist. Uh he travels all around the world. He loves the Lord. Uh he's gifted. Fam, we've got none other than DJ Mike V with us. What's good, bro?
0: What's up, bro? That was a great uh that was a great introduction. I I
1: appreciate that. Thank you for yeah. the kind words. Nah, for sure. Listen, I um I think it was a year and a half ago we uh our church was putting on a conference. And we had invited out No Big Deal and John Keith for the show. And what's really dope is, um, you know, they, they told us that they were going to bring a drummer and a DJ, but we didn't know who they were bringing. And so it's Sunday morning. I walk into the hotel to check everyone in and I see you in the lobby. I'm like, hey, yo, <laughs> I know this cat. And uh, I just got so excited because um, I love your energy uh, I love what you bring to the table. I think you have a creative mind. And so I was looking forward to what you were going to bring to the table. And then the, the the show started that night. And bro, your energy was unmatched. Like you you made the show, in my opinion. I just loved how pumped you were, how crunked you were. So anyways, it's a full circle moment
0: for me. Grateful to have you on the podcast. And so thanks for being a part of this. Bro, thankful to be here, man. Like I really appreciate the invite. I'm appreciative that you would even want me on here, bro. Like, thank you, man. Of course. Well, how about
1: this? For those who don't have a context for who you are, may not know who you are. Give us a
0: backstory um, to who DJ Michael V is. Man, DJ Michael V. I am a curator. I am a producer, artist, DJ, um, who thoroughly loves the Lord and. Loves music, yeah. And that's like this, like the simplest way I can put it. Yeah,
1: I love it. Um, you were on tour, uh, recently, and you came to Minneapolis, and we had a chance to grab lunch and talk, hang out. We did a little Target run, and uh, one thing that was evident to me uh, in our conversation was, um, just how involved the Lord has been in your career and just how much credit you give to him when it comes to what the Lord is doing in your life right now and so can you kind of share with us maybe how your love for music got started and then what the Lord did to get you to the place that you are now
0: um bro so I was born and raised in New York City um yeah. state area so just that being um my background for when it comes to my, my love for music, I just yeah. grew up literally like in the birthplace of hip hop. Yeah. So seeing people who are doing graffiti, DJs, rappers, singers, all these different things. Yeah. And I'm just like, I absolutely was engulfed by it. And I fell yeah. in love with it. Yeah. I fell in love with it. I'm still in love with it. And I just love how much culture is infused with the art mm-hmm. and how many different people have come before me and are, will be ahead of me that continue to transform it and make it what it is today um but growing up bro i just grew up you know listening to hot 97 and yeah. funk master flex and dj yeah. premiere all these on the radio and in person and i'm like man i can't rap and i really can't sing like that so what's the next best thing that i can be involved in this thing that i love but still contribute to it and i was like djing is the way so yeah. um started djing yeah. um, at a young age i think i started at like 13 14 yeah. just playing around you know what I'm saying like um I, I remember being in Puerto Rico and I was just like playing with uh like the I think it was like the soft virtual DJ the software yeah, like yeah. I didn't have tables, but I was like in my living room in Puerto Rico just like playing with it and I remember I just fell in love with it man and then started DJing for my boy Ricky uh Rick Harmony and uh I started DJing for him when I was like 16 17 and um being his DJ because he's a Christian rapper and then uh, yeah just started doing parties at high school and things of that nature Um, and then how I got to where I am today is the Lord kind of forced me down to Atlanta um, and after me being hard-headed for so long um, I finally was able to uh, what's it called go down there and God really blessed my steps and just really Mm. connected me with a lot of people um, out here. And by the heart that he give, he had given me, um, my heart and my intention kind of led to a lot of opportunities that led to opportunities. And I'm here where I am now. Yeah. I love it. Uh,
1: so you growing up in the birthplace of hip hop, that's magical. That's something that's, that's different, yeah. you know? And I, I've got to ask you this question because I'm a fan not just CHH, but hip hop at large. Um, was it hard for you to enter into the CHH space? What did you think of the CHH space? Um, Cause you know, I, I don't know when you kind of entered that world, but there was a season where um, yeah, the, the focus was the ministry, not necessarily the art form. And so yeah. for you being in a space where, you know, art form mattered a great deal, How did you reconcile those two worlds?
0: So I came in right before the golden era. So golden era is like uh Heroes for Sale, Uncomfortable, Gravity. I came in during that era. Okay. And then um to me, like when because my 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 boy Ricky was the one that kind of put me on to the music. And when he first put me on, I was like, Yo, this is corny. Like, I don't (laughs) like this, like, this is not lit but then I started here seeing people like Andy Minio and yeah. like uh KB and all these people in Thizzle and I'm like yo okay this is yeah, yeah. like he he just kept playing it so much around me that eventually yeah. I was like I can get with this I can get with this yeah um but yeah it was bro it was super super dope yeah. um I think for me it started getting good when I came in nice. so when I came in I was like oh okay like, I, I can get with this now the stuff before I can't vouch for yeah. cuz I I didn't grow up on that. I didn't listen to that. Like I, I respect my elders, but I didn't grow yeah. up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um cuz like there's a lot of people that grew up on like uh
1: Cross the gospel
0: man. gangsters and like, you know what I'm saying? Like all these people, I didn't. I didn't grow up on any of that. And I, like I said, I I know and respect my elders, but I don't that's not my that's not my vibe. Yeah. Um but I came in and like on during like uncomfortable and like uh gravity and all this stuff and I really liked where it was going. Like it was like, because that era was like hype, Christian hip hop, like just hype, yeah. like turn up stuff. So it, yeah. it it really resonated with me being in high school and being in high school football and stuff like that. So I was just lit. Um, I think that where I was like, oh, it, it, I heard it and I was like, man, when I was telling my boy, I was like, yo, it's corny. But I'm like, yo, it, it could be so much better because I knew people like him and others who weren't as popular as the 116 people that I'm like, man, I think creatively it yeah. can get to a place where it can rival like the mainstream. And I always just had that vision and that and that like view, that high view of people in the space. And I'm like, man, I feel, I feel like the art is just as good, if not better.
1: Yeah. No, that's good. I love that. Um, when you, so as a DJ, was your ambition to make it in the mainstream hip hop? world or were you, I don't know, at what point were you just like, you know what, I'd love to partner with what's going on in the CHH space and contribute into that world. Did that have to do with what the Lord was doing in your heart at the time? Like what? Yeah. Cause I, I don't know too many people. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: So with me, I, I always, God always blessed me with a heart to want to help this space cuz when i knew what i could bring i knew the talent that i had this is going to sound so crazy yeah, yeah. i knew the talent that i had and what god had put in my heart yeah. and i'm like i want to help elevate this space cuz i like this space yeah um at no point was i like man i want to go mainstream i want to dj for da-da-da-da-da. like i'm cool i was just i was good i was cool where i where god like had planned in me i was wow. good like but i had already like vision of like where god would Like put me, bro. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I already had vision of like, yo. Like, um, I really want to elevate and help this space be more creative, have better music, and push that towards it. And God just gave me that heart for it.
1: Yeah, I love that. You know what? That's that's so pure to me because I think oftentimes what I have seen, and this is I'm not trying to make a blanket statement or overgeneralization here, but I think sometimes people get into CHH as a stepping stone to mainstream. Um, Oh, for sure. sure. What I'm hearing from you is that, you know, your heart was for CHH, that you wanted your gifts. You wanted to use your gifts to elevate what the Lord was doing in that space. What, what, What do you think that was about? Was it just like you were tied to the mission of what CHH was trying to accomplish? Did you see the impact that it was having on souls? Like what gave you a
0: burden for CHH? um i just seen how much it helped me mm. and how many people wrote it off as corny mm. and i was like bro i need to show people that it, it's fire
1: yeah yeah for me i
0: was like i just felt that burden of like nah we're gonna show people that <laughs> CHH is dope
1: yeah i love that i love that um can you speak to how you feel about where CHH is at now You called the the time that you walked in the golden era um how do you feel about where it's at today 10 15 years later um i i really
0: love where it's at to be honest um i i say that because i love the authenticity of everybody i so because now now we're finally getting to a point in chh where authenticity and creativity are finally merging so people like john keith people like no big deal people like uh um what's it called people like bats and aaron dudes and all these people that are just extremely fire like you know what i'm saying um they're finally getting to a point where they're 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 having high creativity outputting and then also high like just level of execution and excellence to it like it's yeah it's crazy like i i love it
1: yeah no i love that and i and i can vouch for that i think that what's really cool in this space is there isn't one specific sound Thing for the longest, you had to sound like X person or Y person to get yeah. into the space. But now, to your point, there's a lot more room for authenticity, there's a lot room, a lot more room for originality. Um, and 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 so I, I, I do see that as well. Do you think that because I I gotta ask you this, because you're in the space and you contribute. Um, there's a lot of people who are older who has who have a concern that. A lot of the newer CHH artists kind of put their faith on the back burner and it's more about being excellent, being authentic, making sure that you've got the bars, the production is high level, but then all the other stuff like faith and theology and church, that's
0: not as important. I don't know. How do you feel about that conversation? So for me, I look at it as different eras. Like there's different eras of hip hop, just like there's going to be different eras of Christian hip hop. Yeah. I understand that the basis of christian hip-hop is faith but not every era and everything is going to be like how it used to be like we're not everybody's not going to be a beautiful eulogy you know what i'm saying everybody's not going to be a propaganda or things like that like everybody's not going to be like that and i think the expectation is that and the old heads will be like oh well look i can do it in a tasteful way and it's like no bro it's not tasteful like it's it's just the way you used to do it but you're doing it now like it's not really big of a difference yeah i think that, that there's times and places for that um and i think that the people that need that music will get that music from different artists i think that mm. chh is in a place now mm. where there's so many more artists than there ever was when i was coming up mm. when i was coming up chh was like a very like small thing and granted it's still very small
1: yeah but
0: yeah. it's way bigger artist wise than it was when i was coming up yeah. so people that want to scratch that itch of like yo i need like i need like lyrical theology i need like yo there's artists that do that and you can listen to them yeah like but not everybody has to that's not the mold for everybody i don't believe Mm -hmm.
1: that yeah yeah well can you speak to why it's important to broaden our approach to CHH? why it's important to have like artists who can break down or exegete the text, but at the same time have an artist that can make a song about celebrating a birthday or, you know, how to how to fight depression. Like, why, why do you why do we need as an art form
0: the diversity? Because I look at it like the same way I look at scripture. I'm not saying the that Christian hip hop has the authority of scripture. I'm just yes. saying that in scripture, there's different ways that things have been written. Mm-hmm. There's poetic scripture, mm-hmm. there's uh, apocalyptic as scripture, yes. like yeah. imagery, there's uh, there's there's it's imagery done. and then there's, uh, there's allegory and there's yeah. similes and metaphors and, and not everything is so literal yeah. and straightforward, but the Hell things right. that need to be straightforward yeah. are yeah. So it's like, for me, I just look at it like that. Like, I'm like, yo, art has so many different ways to be um, portrayed and also, like, given to people. Mm. So it's like, if it's given to them um, in a way that's straightforward and they like that, then they like that. Yeah. If it's given to them in a way that's like Song of Solomon in the sense of, like, how many similes and metaphors and, like, oh, this is like this. And, and you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. not really, like, a direct, like, yeah, A, a B, C type thing. then. Yeah. People have that too.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. Beautifully said. Um, you yourself are an artist. You put out a project. You're working on another. Um, what What do you want to bring to the table? I know you want to elevate uh, the space. I know you want to uh, lend your gifts to the space. But when you when you when you work down bodega, and by the way, one of my favorite albums, bro. I'm a boom bap dude through and through. I love new york style music i love the old heads i love the birth of hip-hop and the weights well hip-hop evolved a little bit but i just that sound is just that's yeah. what i get with i if you look at my playlist i don't really listen to artists after 2015
0: 2016. Um, yeah bro i'm the great way bro I, I listen to like a lot of old music i still i listen to new music to stay in the loop but i yeah. i frequently go back to old music that's it right there yeah so speak to your
1: contribution to chH and, and and your creativity and what you want to bring and what you want to see
0: I think for me what I want to do is I want to be able to be I want to continue the Dj um lineage in this thing um but I also want to help put people in a position to win I want to put other other younger artists newer artists in positions to be on top, to be seen by people they haven't been seen uh, by, by using the platform that I've built by the grace of God, like just built, like having him put me where he's put me to use that, Mm -hmm. to put other younger artists on, people that maybe aren't so familiar, like maybe don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. uh, and things of that nature. Like I, my desire is to help elevate this thing. I genuinely don't, in my head, I'm not like, yo, I'm going to be at the top of this thing. like. I'm like, bro, my time here is my time here. And I hope that while I'm here, I help put, like, I help elevate others. That's like my goal is to just put others and show people how many other dope artists there are out there.
1: Yeah, bro, that, can we, can we talk about that a little bit? Because, you know, CHH, just hip hop in general, or maybe you're in the world of finance, accounting, you're a filmmaker, engineer, what you yeah. just proposed is so countercultural. I think a lot of the times people go about things differently. They want to come on. They want to pop off. They want to exceed, excel. And then later on, they're like, all right, how can I help people win? How can I help people succeed? Last night, I was watching this documentary that came out with Chris Rock and Kevin Hart. Uh, just kind of the, oh, yeah. Good. It's really good. You should check it out. And something that I appreciate about that documentary is Chris Rock shared how Eddie Murphy gave him a chance when he was nobody and how Chris Rock gave Kevin Hart an opportunity and mentorship when he was really nobody. But you see the greats have the same mindset. Like, how can I pour into those that don't have the opportunity? How can I pour into those that are gifted, but maybe don't know the business or don't have the network um, why do you think that that's the best way to go about it? And why don't we see that more?
0: Um, I think that that is the best way to go about it is because you, people that do that understand that the thing that they're in, whatever business or industry they're in, it's bigger than them. Because mm. if anybody goes in and there's like, nah, I'm going to be the biggest thing and they, and they really could be, yeah. but it's like, that's where it stops. Then you're dead in the water. Cause it's like, mm. when you leave this thing is still going to be around. Like this thing is still gonna be living. It doesn't begin and end with you. Yeah. So for me, I'm just like, yo, I'm here and I'm only here for a time. Yeah. So because I'm here for a time, I'm trying to build as much as possible. Yeah. And by building, I can build others because then my legacy is still within others. Mm-hmm. And then what I've taught other people can be instilled in other people generations ahead of me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's just it's just kind of being more forward thinking, seeing forward and seeing what um like kind of what's needed um for going forward in the future um yeah. I think why people don't do it is because one they're just too busy or then two some people are just too selfish they're just like I don't I don't I have all this information that I don't want to give it away I'm kind of like I want I I like there's a couple of DJ friends that I had that are younger than me that I'm like I don't want to say mentoring but when they have questions I'm here like, I'm I am a well of information whatever you need you come to me but that thing but the thing is, is I can't I can't that information. This is gonna sound crazy, but that information can't be readily available to any and everyone mm. who's a DJ. Like, I gotta, right. I have to see that you're working, I have to see that you take it serious. Because I've had times where I've invested in people and they've just like, even artists, like I'm like, yo, I believe in you, bro. Like, yo, like, let's make music, and then they just disappear, or they leave the faith, or they stop making music. And I'm like, I just invested my time for no reason. Like, now there, there's no there's no outcome. You know what I'm saying? That like, like, there's no, I, I planted seeds and the seeds died, you know, mm. like, that's, that's yeah. very frustrating.
1: Yeah. No, that's, that's important to know. I, I think that that's something that, I don't know. What, what do you look for? Is it work ethic? Is it
0: time spent putting out it's music? Definitely, definitely work ethic for me it's work. It, it's work. I need to see that you're putting in the work mm. and that you're being consistent. Yeah. and that you want it like and that you really want it like you don't i don't want to see somebody that's like frustrated that they don't they're not getting results or like if it's bigger than that for you and i'm see that you're working and that you're consistent and that you're diligent yeah. and that you're willing to learn i'm yes. fully in it. i'm fully in it i love it
1: yeah what what would you say about the space now do you feel like there are a lot more artists that are willing to put the work in or do you think that there are a lot of artists that you know, want to kind of cheat the system? Like, hey, let me get let me get Lecrae on the track and that'll explode my career. Or let me get DJ Mike LV to produce my, and then that will do it. But there's no real work behind that. Or do you feel like there's a generation of artists that are coming up that respect the grind
0: and putting in the work? So I think it's like in between. I think that there's a lot of artists that are working hard, but they're working hard in different capacities. Mm. So for me, when I was coming up, it used to be like, Yo, I'm grinding out these shows. I'm grinding out these things. Yeah. Um, um, what's it called? I'm grinding out these shows, I'm grinding out these things. And then I gotta get more shows. I gotta travel. I gotta build my brand. Yeah. Now it's like, yo, I gotta go viral. I gotta, nah. I gotta get these many followers. I gotta, you know what I'm saying? So the so the yeah. so some of the markers are different. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think the generation is working hard in their in their own right. Yeah.
1: No, I love that. Um, switching gears here just a little bit something that i've been really encouraged by i said this in the beginning it's just kind of like your faith journey and how you've acknowledged God every step of the way can you talk to the x factor being being god I think we can work hard we can get mentors um you know we can learn the system know the business position ourselves but like if the Lord doesn't breathe on the thing if the lord doesn't come through i mean nothing really happens. And so how have you seen the Lord show up in your career and how has that been instrumental into the success that you're you're seeing today?
0: I think for me it's all about uh really leaning into what God actually wants for you in your life mm. and not what you want for yourself. Um when it comes to your calling and vocation and stuff like that. Cause for me it's like some some people are like my calling is my identity. And I'm like, I can't, I can't live in that space. Mm. I can't, that that can't I can't live there. That can't be a thing for me. Mm. Uh, because for me, what God called me to um is not who he made me. It's two different things. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um so when people are like, yo, God, God called me to do this, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm like, did he really call you? Or is this something that you feel like you you want to do right. and you want God to bless two different things right Two very different things that's right so for me like I really did a lot of praying and allowing God to lead me in the sense of where I wanted to go with this specifically mm. so for me I'm just like with prayer I'm like I always to this day I'm like God if you do not want me to do this anymore then don't bring me any more opportunities, don't mm. bring me any more things because then it's like I want to do where I want to be and, and do where you want to like have me, and I want to be where you want me to be, yeah. Um, uh, so for me, it's like for God has to mm. truly lead you and truly be in it for it to be blessed, yes, because yeah. you can tr- like if you can track down like. How everything happened back to you, then it wasn't God. Right, right. right. Like, you're like, yo, oh, I did this, I did. But then if you can look at your career and be like, mm-hmm. man, I don't even know how this happened. Like, Talk I don't know it. how I got in this room. I don't know how I, when you get there, you're like, all right, like, I know God has orchestrated and led me in a way yeah. that has led to where I'm at now. And that's how I feel like where I've been. It's like, I feel like, yo, God led me yeah. here. When I think back at all these things, I'm like, man, I really, and it's so cliche now because people use it as like a kind of like a conversational thing, but I really wasn't supposed to be in these mm. rooms or these situations. Yeah. It's real.
1: I, uh, I was watching Tim Ross interview Trip Lee recently on The Basement, and I love the way Triple Lee defines calling. He says calling is desire. Plus opportunity. Um, plus, dang, I'm forgetting the third one. Um, desire, desire, gifting and opportunity equals calling. And as you're talking, I'm hearing you say that there was a desire, you had a gift, and then the Lord just opened doors or granted you opportunities and placed you in rooms you never thought you'd be in. Can you yeah. speak to a moment where you felt that for the first time or maybe earlier on in those in, in that journey, like where you're like, whoa, how did I get here? what's happening yeah. right now and and just kind of seeing the Lord at work
0: man so when I first started DJing and getting stuff under my feet um, I ended up DJing this conference for this church I used to go to and it was like at the time it was like a big conference yeah. um long story short that led to some people from Elevation Church being there and this this is not the elevation fell off elevation hasn't fallen off but this is when elevation like like everybody was like on 10 about them yeah um and they had gone to that conference where i was at and they seen me djing and long story short they hit me up to dj their conference wow like their youth conference and i did their youth conference for like almost five years straight wow so when i first the first year i did it i'm like wide-eyed and bushy tailed, i'm like yo how did i even how did me just doing a conference lead to me doing one of the biggest churches Man. like in america like you know what i'm saying like it was just such a surreal moment that my that that like god opened up a door for me to walk through and i walked through it and then there's already another door unlocked for me open and ready for me to walk through so i was just like dang yo, like this is crazy I didn't even think that my ability could get me here and then I was there and I was just like what yeah. and then just me being faithful um in that I would I did it for like 5 years so it's crazy bro I I did not know that that's crazy um yeah it was wild bro it was super wild. <laughs> very wild but
1: like what's so fascinating to me about that testimony is that you were being faithful in your local context um I, this is not, this is not going to happen for everybody in the same way. So I'm not trying to make that statement, but I think it's worthy to note that, um, when you were faithful with what God had put you over or faithful with what the Lord had you steward over, that's when that big opportunity came. Can you talk to like the importance of being present where God has you, not looking down on, not complaining about, but just like, showing up where he has you being excellent and that just being the greatest call on your life in that season until the Lord elevates you to the next thing.
0: Yeah. I think some people just got to be okay with maybe this is, this is where it goes. Like maybe this, maybe this is it. I think a lot of people aren't comfortable with that. Yeah. I think a lot of people are not comfortable with that. Like, cause it's like we're in this American Western thinking oh, of like, man. There's more. There's got to be more. Like we're going from glory to glory, like the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. God has so much for us and all these positive things. And it's like, yeah, but like, are you okay if this is it? Like, are you genuinely okay with I? This is this is where I'm called. Some people can't say they are. You know what I'm saying? And that's not that's not an entirely bad thing. But I'm saying like, like some people like you. You really have to be okay with. Yo, I I feel like I. Can be this big thing and this big pond um but i'm in this small pond for the time being and it's like yo what if god called you to this small pond yeah are you okay with that some people (laughs) i think a key is just being i was always okay with all right god this is it Mm -hmm. like all right like you know what i'm saying and god would take that heart and lead me to other things and just me trying my best to be content and just keeping my head down and just being where where he needs me to be Bro, you stepping on some toes. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that's a gem, but that's it's a hard one to swallow because, man, we don't like the capitalist, capitalistic society and culture we live in has seeped into the church. And yep. uh, we really do think that more means God is in it. Um, I think about Paul, you know, when you think about from faith to faith, from glory to glory, you. Um, When you see his life, he goes from faith to faith and glory to glory in his insights about who God is, in his character development um, and and, and just the way he serves others. But like I would never want to follow in Paul's footsteps, because if you were to just look at his life, he goes backwards like the older he gets. Like he goes from being at the start of his journey, being well known and respected by the masses to being persecuted to not being liked to his own not even receiving him to being imprisoned and shipwrecked and like he doesn't go from glory to glory when it comes to his life but like you talk about what he knows to be true about god you talk about the way he loves people you talk about his heart and his burden and his desire to be where god is at it's it's a different story there and so i get what you're saying
0: Yeah, I mean, bro, uh, like uh, I don't know if a lot of people are really down with like, Mm. like real, real Christianity. (laughs) Like, like, because what what you made, you bring up a good point about Paul. And it's just like, bro, like Mm -hmm. everybody thinks that like this life is going to be a life of like Mm -hmm. God's going to just do so much for me. Mm -hmm. And God is like going to do major things because that's what we preach. Yeah. And that's not that's not non biblical in some some circumstances, yeah, yeah. but it's like, bro, like mm-hmm. sometimes this life is struggle. Sometimes this yes. life is like just turmoil, yeah. and things aren't always gonna look good. Yeah. But the point is to remain faithful in the journey and continue on um, despite your circumstances, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Yeah, that's right. Some people don't get do that. Some people are thrown off, where it's like, yo, I didn't get what I want. God don't love me no more. Like or God's mad at me. Like people think that because they don't get certain things like God's angry or God is, disapproves. And it's just like, "No, bro, it's just not for you." Yeah. yeah. You got to be okay. With that.
1: Yeah. You you bring up such a powerful point. In the scriptures, whenever God talks about how much he loves us, it's never in the context or in the light of, in light of what he's doing for us when it comes to material success, right? So whenever God demonstrates his love for us in scripture, it's always what he's done for us in Christ Jesus. So if we want to know how much God loves us, we shouldn't look at our bank account. We should look at the cross. Um, If we want to know how much God loves us, we shouldn't look at our relationship status. We should look at the cross. Um, If we want to know how much God loves us, we shouldn't see how far we're progressing in our career. We should look at the cross. And so to your point, bro, you're right. Like, I think we think that God's love means more, but really... God's love is demonstrated and displayed in the sacrifice of Jesus. And uh, that's that's countercultural.
0: It is countercultural because you don't see in the Bible outside of like. King Solomon and some and David and stuff like that, where God's like, oh, yeah, like you're the king. I'm blessing you like you're here and I'm with you. It's like that doesn't always happen. It doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not people think that. Christianity comes power and by power I mean like yo you're gonna be the CEO of a company you're gonna be all these things. that's not always what it guarantees yeah yeah
1: that's right yeah I I I truly appreciate you sharing that and I think it's helpful for us to hear that from you (laughs) and so um I was like what's going on all right uh real real quick another (laughs) another pivot um I wanted to ask you, do you ever struggle with imposter syndrome? Because here it is, you're being faithful in your local context, an opportunity arises, and then it, it, it breeds more opportunities or what have you. Um, when you're in these rooms, when you're around certain people, when you're living out your dream, uh, do you ever sit and think to yourself, oh my goodness, how long is this going to last? Or they're going to find out that I'm actually not as great as they think I am. Do you ever struggle with those thoughts? And if so, how
0: do you navigate? So for me, I, I used to struggle with that a lot. And because this is like, when we look at our, when we look at ourselves in the mirror truthfully, Mm -hmm. and when we really sit and evaluate our faith, evaluate um, our lives, a lot of us struggle with so many different things. A lot of us are, um, still in bondage a lot of us are still working through traumas and stuff like that yeah. so when mm. god blesses us and god is mm. leading us in different directions it's so easy to have imposter syndrome mm. when you're when you're at home and you're fighting your own battle mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. and it's like to people it's like yo this guy is like blessed this guy da da da." and it's like also i'm struggling like yeah
1: yeah, yeah. and
0: you have imposter syndrome a lot because it's just like, dang God, like I'm I'm still working through a lot, but yet here you are mm. still walking me through these things. Mm. And Man, a lot crazy. of us think that we have to be tidied up to be in certain mm-hmm. things and yeah. certain vocations and certain callings, which is true for some, but for others, it's just like that imposter syndrome is somewhat good because then it shows you that you know that you're not good enough, yeah. but the encouragement is, you know, I'm I'm not good enough, but I know that Christ like sounds super cliche, super baby Christian, but I'm like, I, for me, I'm like, yo, I know that Christ still died for me. Even when I was worse off than I am right now mm. and that not, nothing that I'm doing here is adding to Christ's sacrifice. Like Christ's sacrifice was wow. enough. You know what I'm saying like that like that's it I can't add to it yeah. I can't make it greater yeah. You know what I'm saying so for me I'm just like I have imposter syndrome but also that sh- that shows that my heart knows that mm. I'm never like I'm never going to be there I'm never going to get there to that destination um when it comes to the end point of su- certain sufferings and things but I'm like God has already reached that so like my confidence is in that and not in my own strength mm. You know what so I'm so saying like I'm not confident I'm just like oh well you know, I'm I'm good because I'm good. It's like nah, like it's I'm not good, but God is still moving, and that shows that despite me, yeah. that God is still moving. Yeah, that's a
1: word. That's a word. I I think that that's like important to note, bro, because I think we've forgotten in American Christianity or in our, in our American churches that God uses us despite us, right? So I'll give you an example. Whenever someone gains a lot of success you know i hear a lot of conversation around well they must have done something right they must have like been faithful they must have given a whole bunch to their church they must have and i've just learned over the years that you know god is good to us despite us when jesus blessed peter i think about that story where Peter's out all night trying to catch fish nothing and Jesus comes in the morning and says, hey, throw your net on the other side. Peter throws his net on the other side, and the the word teaches us that his net begins to break. They finally get all the fish up on the boat. The the, the fish is so heavy, they've they've got all this abundance that the boat begins to sink. And Peter's immediate response was, hey, I deserve this, or see, like, all my hard work paid off, or wow, like, all, all of my knowledge and education on fishing finally came to fruition, Peter's response is, get away from me, I'm a sinner. And I find it fascinating that it wasn't until Jesus blessed his business that Peter was able to see that, man, I'm actually nobody. And if anything is going to happen in my life, it's because of the goodness of God. Can you talk to how success has
0: made you more dependent on God? So for me, that's like an active thing that has to be pursued. That's not something that happens. Mm. That's not like, oh, I get more famous. I depend on God more. That The opposite naturally happens. Yeah. When you get more successful and things start coming, your natural inclination is I'm blessed. I'm good. I don't need God, mm. no matter how Christian you are. Yeah. So to be, to, to, to be quote unquote humble and to be like, yo, like how do you still get, su- get successful? And then also understand that God is still sovereign. You have to actively go and be at the feet of God continuously. You can't mm-hmm. be someone who's too good to do that mm-hmm. or too, too status. Like, cause that, that like, I, I'll never believe my own hype. Mm-hmm. Cause I know, I know who I am when the doors, when I put my, when I, when I lay my head down on my pillow, I know who I am wow. and I'll never ever think I'm more than that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I remember yeah. one time, I'm not going to say what church, but I remember one time <laughs> I was performing church. at church. A... No, nah, I'm not. So I, I I was performing at a church. I was a guest, and their hospitality towards me was amazing. And this was a very popular church. Um, and I'm getting there, and I'm seeing that there's this like this lady serving, and she she's putting out chairs for like the service. Yeah. And I'm walking around with the people like that are at the church and my host, and we're talking, cracking jokes and stuff, watching sound check, and she, I could see her not struggling, but I could tell she's like stressed mm. to get these chairs out so I was like I'm I just went and helped her yeah I was like, I'm gonna help her. and I started picking up chairs and he- helping her take it And she's like bro her face lights up and I'm wow. just like hey what's up like whatever and then the guys are like whoa, whoa whoa no 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 that's not that's not like you know you're the guest here like you're not supposed to do that I'm like yeah but I'm not too good to not help like she obviously needs help I'm gonna help her yeah. and then they were like cracking jokes on me like they were like wow look at this guy he's a real Christian like being funny but I was like, nah like she needs help. I'm gonna help her. I'm not trying to seem like yeah. holier than now. I'm like, nah, there's a need that yeah. I'm seeing, yeah. and I'm not too good to meet that need. I'm not yeah. there's no status that I've met that I'm like, ugh, the volunteers will get it. Like, yeah. nah, I'm chilling. Like, I'm yeah. I'm here, I'm able, I'm not busy. Why not help them? Bro, I
1: I've got so many questions in light of that story. Um, I I wanna know like why do you think that we get to a place where we feel like we're above service? I, I love this leadership quote. Someone once said, if service is beneath you, leadership is above you. Um, there, there's, you know, leadership is service. And I think sometimes what ends up happening is when we get a little bit of status, when we get a little bit of money, when we get that blue check next to our name on social media, it's really easy to believe that now we're above the very thing that got us here. What do you think happens? Is it people believing their hype, their own hype? Is it people only looking at themselves through the lens of success? Do people lack self-awareness? Do people not have a community where they can be honest and vulnerable and human? Like, what plays a role in why we forget what we're ultimately called to, and that's love people and serve people?
0: I think people start believing their own hype. Mm-hmm. And I, I start people, I think also people, like, think they're just too, too good. No, nah, I don't need, why do I need to do this? Like, I don't... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I've I've done that. I'm on to the next stage. Like I'm on to level two. I can't go back to level one. Jeez. And I'm like, oh, bro, like when you get to like level 10, that means that level one is easy. Yeah. So why not do it? Like, yeah. like if you're playing video games and you beat level one, I beat level one. Now I'm on level two. Yeah. And then if you play if you, if you play the game again, now level one is easier. Why not go back to level one and help people out that right. are still yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. i think people don't do that because they do believe their own hype they do believe they've graduated from serving and that they're on to bigger and better things yeah. um and that service is not not that it's not beneath them but it's like ah oh, somebody else is somebody else needs to do that because i've already done that i've already checked that box somebody else has to do that in their journey i've done that in mine yeah. but for me i'm just like no i'm never too good to serve like It just, I, the only thing I I restrict with serving is like, I want to be joyful when I'm doing it. Right. I don't want to begrudgingly serve. Yeah. 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 When I serve, I want to be like, oh, I'm doing this because I want to do this. Right. Right. No,
1: that's good. I, um, uh, about a month ago, I was preaching out of John 13 in our church, the text where Jesus washes his disciples feet. And what's so fascinating about that story is when you look at the historical context, the people that were required to wash feet weren't other Jews, like peers didn't do it. It wasn't even the, the, the Jewish slaves that were um, commanded to or, or uh, uh, required to wash feet. Check this out, bro. It wasn't even the Gentiles that were required to wash feet. The people that washed feet in this day and age were the Gentile slaves. So look at like the tears of that. It's not your peer It's not the slave of the Jew, it's not even a Gentile, it's the slave of a Gentile. And here Jesus is, who is on level 10, who's been on level 10, he created the game, who puts his uh position uh to the side and 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 wraps a towel around himself and says, I will do the very thing that nobody else will do because greatness. Has little to do with level ten or position or status. Level ten has everything to do with washing feet, serving your neighbor, loving your neighbor, and and it's so fascinating because Jesus does that as the disciples are debating and arguing who's the greatest, <laughs> and I love that as the disciples are debating who the greatest is. The greatest among them wraps a towel around his waist and washes their feet, and so uh, yeah, man, that's uh, that's profound. I could uh, sit here and talk to you all day long about hip hop and CHH and faith and your journey. We naturally. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, I wanted to, you know, ask you one more question and then leave it up for you to kind of give final thoughts. Um, What has the Lord been teaching you in this season? And what are some convictions that you have as you're pursuing God in your career?
0: Man, recently. It's been a mix of things, but God is showing me that he is our, like, this is going to sound so despair, but it's like, he's our only hope. Like he's someone that we can hope in consistently where hope does not die. He's not going to disappoint us. Yes. He's not going to lead us places that are unsafe for us or that are, yeah. you know, he's not going to do any of that. Like God, God is our ultimate hope and we can look to him um, for hope uh especially in seasons of darkness or uncertainty or um just questioning like like yo like god is my hope like i Mm. says that in scripture so many times um and that's what he's been teaching me is that i can i can hope in him Mm. um i can believe in him and i and i i know that no matter where i am at life that i'm gonna believe the scripture that says that he who started a good work Mm. in me is faithful to finish it um at, at the end of days so for me i'm just like Believing in that, having that confidence, and knowing that um, no matter how I feel in the moment, if if I'm if I take a 0.5 backup overview of my life, Mm. I can see that I'm trending up. You know what I'm saying? Like when you when you look at stocks and you look at like the like the one like the day to day, it's like this, It's like or it's down, or it's up, or it's down, or it gets a little up and then but then when you back up on a good stock, yeah, it's years you see it going up and up and up. And know, you see the dips, but it's it's going going up. Yes, that's just life, is bro. Yeah. When we look at everything in our life from a close view, it sucks or it's mm-hmm. like frustrating or it's like, yo, this is the same thing over and over and over. Like, when am I going to get over it? And God is just like, yo, I got you. Like, we're, we're working through this like yeah. I'm going to I'm going to bring you to where I need you in the time that I need you to bring it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're straight mm-hmm. and I'm believing in that. And with my career, bro. I'm just I'm coasting right now not coasting in a bad way but like I'm I'm saying like I know where God wants me I know my ability and I'm just fully embracing and living in that sphere Mm. of thinking and spiritually being because right now I'm just like this is the the later part of the year so right now I'm like taking a break from music yeah because I'm just focusing on just myself and just yeah yeah, just chilling because I had a busy year but in that, I'm just, like, focusing on what God wants me to do and yeah. and focusing on in on that relationship. And through that, my music will mm-hmm. flourish because I'm in the right state of mind. So, for me, I'm just, yeah, that's where I'm at.
1: I, I love that you shared that because I think someone who is as busy as you and talented as you, the temptation is to go, 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 go. But to find margin for rest. Got to, bro. Yeah.
0: Got to. Got to. Got to. Got to.
1: Yeah, it's so important.
0: Well, hey, bro if you don't go ahead. If you don't, it's bad. All, if you don't, it's all bad. Like if you don't rest and you don't have deliberate time to spend with God and, and just really kind of recalibrate, then it's all bad.
1: That's right. That's right. You're right. Um, you know, if if the God of the universe rested and he never gets tired, uh, what makes us think we can go on and on and on without rest?
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly, bro.
1: Yeah, cool. Bro, this was insightful. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. This is a selfish podcast episode. I don't know who's going to bless. It blessed me. I, this is another opportunity to just chop it up with you. So thank you again for coming on. Um, it's always man, a pleasure you, talking to you, bro. Thank yeah. you, brother. Yeah. Well, love you, man. Love you too. Until next time, family, peace, and grace.